That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. There's a little boy on the escalator. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. It is the kids on the escalator podcast, and we are here. Can you throw him out? You should probably throw him out. It's on a Tuesday night. Mikey P. Yo. How are you, buddy? Welcome. Good. Welcome, Good. welcome, welcome. There's Thanks Chris for Machete. having me back in. Hi, I'm Chris Machete. Yeah. Happy May the 4th, everybody. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th wow. be with you. Beavis was doing it there. I had not seen or watched any Star Wars stuff up until about an hour ago, and it was on the TV upstairs watching a little bit of Empire. Nice. Yes. Ah. Yes. You know, that was, on, it, was on, it was on the other day. And then, you know, an interesting thing, I was driving the kids to school this morning and um, they were talking about, which I think we're going to get into a little bit of, of, you know, least favorite or favorite characters, whatever. Mm. But they were talking about uh, Chewbacca's son made the list. What? Oh, from the Christmas special. From the Christmas special. Yeah. Or yeah. the most hated? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what is he, Larry? Larry Baca or something? What was he in there for? Like two seconds? What the heck? <laughs> his uh, his son the was Star Wars fans. Right? That two seconds of him was horrible. Larry Baca. Um, he's like a, he's a disgruntled old like he's a bowler. He's he never made it. You know, <laughs> changes tires. Yeah. You know, dad's the one that shows up drunk to all the family functions and everybody yeah, yells yeah. at him. He was, he was sort of the uh, the unknown Baca of the family. Yeah, that's right. That's like constantly in between be, jobs. There used to be a Canadian comedy band called the Arrogant Worms. Yeah, do you guys remember them? Yeah, they did they're funny, called funny Jesus shit. Jesus Brother Bob. <laughs> that's what it made me, you know. Mm-hmm. Off the, uh, well, the SNL un- does the uh, the what they did like the Carey family reunion and the Sandler family reunion, but they could do like a Chewbacca family reunion, <laughs> yeah. Larry Baca. Teresa Baca, you know, they all got a car wash. It's a thing. So that'd be funny. Anyways. Hi, everybody. How you doing? We're back. Another big episode this week. Another yeah. big episode show this week. They just keep I can't coming. believe they can fit this episode on the internet. Well, until B- uh, Bill uh, C10 passes, they, we can fit a bunch of stuff on the internet. And then after that, we're, we're, I guess we're asking the government for permission to talk about things. I don't know. Cool. They always got to ask Mike? the government's permission. Mike? Uh, you know what? I'm, uh, uh, I don't want to, we don't have enough time. I want to keep this light tonight. That's uh, a dark chocolate, by the way. It's really, really good. Oh, um, HC infused. No. I would, I wish I would, I would, I, I'm, I'm actually, anybody out there and want to send me some good old Choco. My daughter here. brings it home from work all the time. The chocolate bars, man, I've eaten the great big chocolate bar. No effect. I watch my wife and my daughter be like, Whoa, what the heck? This is great. I'm just like, I, it does no, I eat two of them. <laughs> need to go no to effect. I just need some sleep. God damn it. No, I just, it you, just, gotta, you uh, know what you gotta, you gotta try. You gotta try some of that, uh, the tea, the every tea. Every tea? Is it like, uh, every, every tea. THC tea? Yeah, CBD tea. Yeah. 
Oh, it's, cool. I, I take lots of CBD. I've got like jars of it. I make it. It's uh, it's a he makes it, man. He makes it. I, I boil it in the backyard. People come by and they're like, what the heck? So what, do you take that stuff, Mike? Uh, you, you, Chief Chang, I've been that. doing some stuff for them uh, recently. Uh, oh, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, my, it, my mom uh, takes a lot of it for her knee, I tell you, man. Um, you should start taking it for the gallbladder, Mike. <laughs> yeah, how is your gallbladder? Is it still doing that impression uh, that you made? We're, it was spot we're, on? We're good. We're good right now. We're good right now. Going to see the doc next week, so uh, we're fine. So Chris, fine. it's good. Fine, good. We uh, we had a little bit of technical stuff, so which is awesome, Lonnie. Thank you for fixing and getting us up and running. Yeah, but yeah, we're yeah. we're running into into time, and we got a great guest with us uh, this week. We got Ken Tizard yeah. coming on, which yeah. we'll bring him on right now. And then we're going to dive into the uh, the batch. But I think we probably could go right into some just cool old school Star Wars track uh, chat and leave that for the end, so we can bring Ken in and get rolling. Yeah, what do you yeah. Think? So yeah, sure. The new batch. Oh, the Everyone. new batch. Yeah. So I just watched that. So I, 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 without giving it away, mm-hmm. there's one, there's a, they, they show, uh, well, everybody, not everybody, if you, if you put it on the internet, you'll find that there's a short glimpse of a, of a character named Kanan uh, or Kanan. I'm not sure how, like Kanan later come into play and he's off the very beginning. But the funny thing about this dude is he's a little guy and then he goes to talk and it's Freddie Prince Jr. doing his voice. So you got this little Jedi in there and then you're thinking, he's gonna go, hey guys, I'm going to kick some ass. And he's like, oh, how's it going? And you're just, no, did not work at all. But they had Freddie Prince Jr. in there. Um, it's funny, Jim Carrey's going to do a voice. Keanu Reeves is going to do a voice eventually. So this takes place right off the bat when uh, Order 66 happens. So you get a different kind of perspective oh, on the Order 66. You get the behind, yeah, you get the behind <laughs> the scenes um, information uh, from the Empire about what was going on. And this is the Bad Batch guys didn't get the order. Because if you've watched anything about the Bad Batch, they're not... Uh, it's funny, they're almost like handicapped uh, clones. So, because they, they, they didn't, they have imperfections, right? Um, so it, it's kind of, again, like a minority being being pushed into the forefront here. And to top it off, they tag a little girl along with her too. So they've got their, Disney's covered their bases here, which is which is uh, what they like to do. But the characters are cool. There's there's layers to the Bad Batch characters. If you've ever watched it, of course, Did they you got watch the strong guy. Did you watch the whole, the whole first episode? Oh, is it just one episode at a time? I believe so, yes, yes. It's like an episode thing. Um, but, uh, it, it was good. Like, as I say, like, uh, there's some Moff Tarkins in there and they go behind the scenes. I don't want to give away too much because, you know, there's, there's still sense to watch it. Right. But I thought it was pretty cool. Um, give it like an eight out of 10 so far. Eight out of 10. I got to watch it still. still, There's so many things that came out over the last little bit. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the perfect time really for, you know, there's been enough of a break there with uh, since the Mandalorian that I think everyone's yeah. kind of ready for a little dose of something. And, I watched uh, an episode of in- Invincible today too, Brent, as we were discussing earlier. Oh yeah. Hey, we and got a guest down there. Ken. Bring on the guest. We see him. I don't know if he sees us. But we'll I see by. three people there. You see three people, but we don't see you, sir. See okay, name. so there's something that I've got to look at doing, eh? Maybe. Hold on. It's mandatory for the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I figured there, that much. There, we there he is. There hey, buddy. Frig. Wow, what's, what's that, that all about there, boys? Yeah. How you doing, Ken? Welcome to the show, man. Good to see you, pal. Thank you for having me. This is um, this is all brand new for me, strangely enough. Cool. The internet? The internet? The internet. Or the, or the, or the, <laughs> welcome to the universe, man. Let's, let's, let's not. You can not, smoke, drink, swear. It's great here. 
Let's not let's not tell schools out a story here. Uh, Ken, by far and away, is probably the most technical uh, of the uh, the musicians uh, in most of his previous uh, bands. Because if I'm not mistaken, way way back, you were doing electronic stuff, computer wise, way ahead of everybody else. So, so I think your your tech and if his tech's a little off, he's got the uh, best tech assistant as well uh, in his daughter Caitlin. So. Well, I, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm good with it all. I'm, I, I like the technical side of thing. The, the, the part I guess I'm referring to is the merging of, um, of this type of social interaction online. Um, you know, I, uh, when I was earlier envisioning the internet and what was going to become of it, I sort of envisioned this happening sort of on a scale which really ended at pornography. <laughs> I never thought it would become our jobs and our interviews and our methods of communicating all this stuff it's just wild and it goes through the air it's it, it doesn't even go through wires anymore so it's it's fascinating it's fascinating to me to uh and done from the comfort of your uh your your safe space uh the uh the kick-ass studio uh that's behind you there the oh music space which uh by the way that was a for those that don't know ken does a whiskey wednesdays uh live stream uh from his place and uh, you did the tour of the studio after the last uh, episode, which for a gearhead like me was like so, so satisfying to watch. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's um, it, it's, it's a weird thing. I know when I got into, you know, like last year when I decided I, I had to sort of find a way to get to the world um, and I just started putting stuff together. It was really confusing, you know, and I, I was calling all my friends and everybody, and there was a few people who were doing it already, but they wouldn't share any secrets. So <laughs> I just started, I, I started buying stuff and trying it out and then sharing what I was doing with people. And then I, that's when I started getting great feedback on what was working and what wasn't. And uh, it was really a sort of combination, again, this weird sort of interaction with people through the air where it helped me kind of put this together through, uh, through all that. So, you know, it's uh, I, like I say, I'm new to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm really loving it. You know, it's, it's very cool. The um, it's uh, May the fourth, by the way. Here, and Mike's being modest, but when you voice every single thing on the on the internet and TV, you also have a nice little studio. So it's funny that he's uh, he's downplaying his own little. He's just hiding behind a little screen there. He's got little tons bit. of stuff over there, but. Yeah, Mike, made, Mike yeah. has become, uh, from when I met Mike, I mean, good Lord, now he's sort of the, he's become the voiceover king, I guess. Is that your, is that your official <laughs> title? I guess so. I've gone from radio to, uh, you know, man everywhere. You can't yeah, well, that's, um, but again, it's the internet, the internet's allowing us to do this in a lot of ways, you know, work remotely, oh, yeah. work from home. Um, it's, it's, it's changed the game and it's leveled the playing field and, in a lot of ways, you know, um, it, it, it's in a lot of ways, it's leveled the playing field. In a lot of ways, it's added to the great divide between the sort of, you know, the haves and the have nots. You know, um, it's um, it's it's a weird uh, the, you've got this big, massive corporate thing and then you've got this the rest of us down here. But we're all connected by the same thing. But all the technology is making that void bigger in so many ways. It's uh, it's fascinating. There's cultures, there's subcultures within within all this shit. Although, using the corporation's lines for the internet though yeah. well if you think about it in like, the same lines imagine you know even 15 years ago uh you didn't have the access or you know to to build a studio or to have this kind of stuff in your house you'd have to go to recording studios to to, to do stuff and now i mean technology the way it is it's it's pretty cost efficient to you know have a pretty decent setup at home now 
You can do it pretty simply. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, you can go you can go down the wormhole um and uh and and you know get really drawn into all the technical aspects of it um you know like read a manual um and stuff like that but um you don't need to do that for most everything you know there's pictures you just plug this into that turn it on and usually things work perfectly it's it's it amazes me how far we've come when i started dealing with the internet with the watchman back in the early 90s I used to carry around this little device. It was a plastic device like this, and it had two circles in it. And you'd take the telephone and you'd put the, because the telephone was the two ball end <laughs> things with the handle. And you'd yes. put the telephone into this thing and it, and, it, and your computer would send that through the, and you could hear it. And then the phone would connect, but like, you know, and then you had to make sure like it wasn't raining or anything outside or you'd lose your signal. And it was just, that was my introduction to it all, you know, and I, I, I can't friggin' believe how far it's come. Well, look at Chris. Chris has got the old uh, streaming setup on his end there in Kingston with Lonnie in the back there handling stuff. Brent, you're out in BC, you know, Ken's in Campbellford. I'm in Brantford. So, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing how, how, yeah, things and have, records are getting done this way. Everything has changed. It's, it's quite yeah. something. And it's um, May the 4th too. So welcome to May. <laughs> you joined us on May the 4th, Ken. So before we do anything, yeah. before we dive into the record, before we dive into anything, it's Star Wars time because I this is a pop culture. This. this is a pop culture show after all. Chris Machete, our co-host up there, founding father. It was a father before, like a long time ago. He's <laughs> He's kind of old. Anyways, uh, welcome. This is a machete up there. He's got a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff for us today. Uh, Ken, welcome to May the 4th Day. Chris Machete, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ken, how you doing? It's good. Nice to meet you, buddy. Excellent. Cool. Nice to meet you, too. We probably know a lot of the same people, but I won't throw all, drop all those people in between and names and stuff. We'll get right to the fun Star Wars stuff. That sounds so, great. Are you... Uh, do you like the earlier movies or the later movies? So I'm not like throwing things at you that you dislike? Because I, I don't like the newest movie the latest movie that come out and we probably shouldn't get into that because i didn't <laughs> like the newest Chris one mad. It'll just make <laughs> where where are you on the star wars timeline of things where do you fit in there my friend okay well yeah i'm the one thing i'm, I'm finding with these podcasts and if it's okay with y'all i can speak candidly so uh the, the story goes like this I, i'm currently one of these old guys who argues with my my daughters about how much like the first three star wars movies were life-changing <laughs> while she tries to talk to me about you know you should really sit down and get into the uh you know the all of these new series and she's got the disney subscription so she's into all the new stuff and she's, she's always trying to get me in there and i I just can't do it. You know, I went through. So and the, I think the reason is like when I was really young, Star Wars, you know, Star Wars hit me as a probably a six or seven year old and yeah, my life changed. Like you know, I, yeah. I used to get a, I think it was a two dollar and fifty or three dollar allowance every Friday. And every Friday I'd go down to the Zellers, you know, through I'd walk down through the rain. It was always raining. I grew up in St. John's and mm-hmm. I'd go to the Zellers and I'd go in and they had the Star Wars action figures and the little sort of the, the cardboard thing with the plastic cellophane and the little tiny, you know, two inch action figure that always had one part that was removable and fucking got lost the minute you opened the it. Guns, it was usually like, yeah. you know, the gun or something. I the think lightsaber, was, at least the lightsaber was attached, right? Remember the little arm thing yeah. that slide? Like in I the arm. That. Yeah. Right. So do you remember the first figure that you bought? I do. It was what the, was it? Uh, it was a Jawa. And, <gasps> and it had a staff. Oh, yes. Oh, that, wow. Those are good ones, man. And the, like, do, do you still have it by any chance or no long yeah. gone? I, I can't get into my whole family story, but I don't have much. For oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I still have actually, I got R2D2 first and I still have him. Uh, I had to buy a new wrap around like on eBay, I actually found a new sticker to wrap around his body kind of thing. 
Um, but I still have him. And then the memories of that, man, like, oh, dude, going and seeing and wondering what ones do you think they have available when you go to the store, right, dude? See, I, I think knew, we, right? it changed my life too. Um, we, yeah. we share a lot of the same um, views on these things <laughs> as well. Um, we must be from the same generation, my friend. So we, pr- so, we probably are. Um, yeah, man, that's yeah. My, that's my Star Wars thing. And I stand by that. I, you know, later on in life, I was living in Toronto. And that was when the sort of, I saw that one with Jar Jar Biggs. And they, they started doing a lot of that animation stuff that wasn't more the cgi yeah it didn't quite fit i don't know something got lost for me for a while and then i I started touring for 25 years and basically living on the tour bus i saw every star wars that ever came out but i saw it in like three minute segments and it was usually (laughs) like while i was getting another drink or something and because it was a different life and you know you know i never i never had time to sit down and do any of those things i was consumed for almost 25 years and now I'm trying to catch up and I've got to do it for my kids. And of course they're my kids. So I can't agree with everything they say. <laughs> yeah, but, if you want um, to avoid all the new ones, just go right to the Mandalorian. They did a great job. The Mandalorian was really, really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you don't want, I think you and I could probably do a whole podcast on the new ones and what is what we disagree with in them. So we won't <laughs> touch that because I've done that before. Um, But yeah, so, so, uh, so is, is, because this is what, when people ask me my favorite Star Wars movie, it's hard not to say A New Hope because it changed my life. Everything was different. I w- it was it was like a new thing. I remember my cousins showing up from Toronto when I lived in a small town called Ingersoll, and they, and I, they had the shirt on. I was like, "What is that?" It was Star Wars. This is the greatest thing ever, and it was. It really, really was. I went and saw it, and I saw it again and again and again. So if you put aside the heartfelt moment, which Star Wars movie do you think is your favorite or best done? I, I'm 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 the wrong person to speak on the whole catalog because I haven't seen it all. No, no, just the three, the three, the trilogy well, just of the, the three. three. Yeah. Empire. Empire. Uh, oh, there Empire. you go. No hesitation. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what did I mean, you like the best about that? Hmm? Yeah, how come? Why, why would you pick that one? I don't know. There was there was suddenly a new. Um, I think it, there's there's two there's two real answers to that. And one is I don't know how you separate the emotion of that first Star Wars movie as a, I don't know if I was seven it's or tough, you I'm guys right. know what year did it come out? The first Star Wars came out? 77. 77? Amazing. So I, right? was, I was eight years old. Okay. And, you know, I, I remember hearing about it and, you know, hearing about it on the radio because like television ads weren't, we didn't, we only had three channels on TV. We, you know, it was Gilligan's Island, Price is Right. And that was it. Um, and I just remember, I remember when the poster came out in the, in the mall, the first poster and it was just that that big long white surrounded by black and and it just everything about it seemed so inspired like to my presence of that age and i don't think i can ever escape you know sort of you know that those those initial desert scenes where i was seeing floating cars and i mean it, it was magic it was pure friggin magic now, why I say the Empire, I think that was when I realized for the first time that a movie could unfold in more than one movie. Great point. Yeah, then, things get real there. That's a great point. You know, I never thought of that. It was the first time that I'd ever encountered a serialization of, of movies the way that I had with books. Uh, and as a child, I read a lot. I love. Com- I grew up on comic books, man. Yeah, still. 
Well, of course. Um, and, but the comic books had that, that sort of huge story. Um, mm. You know, if I understand correctly, I mean, my, my daughter is schooling me on the Marvel series. Um, when I told her we were, I was doing this podcast the last yeah. six nights, she's made me sit down every night and we are doing the sequential uh, Marvel movies so that I could. Uh, That's quality time with your kids. High five, man. That is awesome. That I is actually awesome. have an idea for what a new show. Do, you know, it's great. I have, a new, I have an that idea for a show. We'll call it the Ken catch up. So this week will be welcome. Here's May the 4th. We'll talk about the album, but every week for the next six weeks, Ken, you got to come back and talk about the Marvel movie. Yeah, and watched. give us a review on it, you know, catch up, catching up with Ken. I love it. I love it. We get a little theme song going. Tune in for a few minutes every week. If that guy and your daughter's sitting there just that. right pissed. Yeah, yeah, so she's my daughter would be so mad too because she's like, who's she said the Marvel to me, why are they speaking to you and not me? Oh, that's awesome. So, so who's the Marvel fan? Is it Caitlin or is it Cassidy that's the Marvel Caitlin. Okay, well, Caitlin yeah. and Cassidy both. Uh, Cassidy is the one who's trying to get me to watch Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin is the Marvel. Caitlin is she's like she we're watching movies and she's pausing it, and then there's like a five minute explanation, and then we watch it. Like, <laughs> oh wow! I don't know why that That's explanation cool. is relevant, but I do understand the movie more. <laughs> nice. It's funny we had um, we had like Lachlan that. Cross on here a couple of weeks ago, who's part mm. of the Blundell Network, and he's got uh, little Jimmy on his show, who's like the nerd expert on the show and does everything. And when Lachlan started telling his co-hosts out of uh, 95 Cruise there that he was coming on the show they were livid why are you coming on a nerd pod like a, like a pop why culture nerd, nerd podcast pod? when you don't know anything about it he's like oh, I'm gonna go learn something and they were right <laughs> pissed that they were there so we have a habit of bringing people on that get a lot of shit for coming on this show so welcome Ken so. well you know I was <laughs> When, when, when Cam first said, you know, uh, can you do, you know, look at this one, it's, it's here, blah, blah, blah. And I, I looked at it, I went, yeah, he said, you're good with pop culture, right? Like, I, I immediately thought, yeah, I've seen Seinfeld. <laughs> so, well, how about comics? And so I, I play with the Watchmen, and that's, Joey's a huge comic collector. So, yeah, I, I must know something about comics. He said, what about wrestling? And I went, well. I think I've gotten drunk with Chris Jericho twice. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I got to hear I'm, about I'm that. With this. And I, I want to hear one of those. As we got closer to these, uh, to, to this day, I started stressing more and more about it. And then like earlier today, I was like, okay, I got to figure some stuff out. Cause I'm, I'm really, I just don't want to come off like an asshole that doesn't know anything, but it's the reality. <laughs> but the thing is, I know that you guys know what you're talking about. So I'm just, you know, you guys filling me in, I think is probably, you know, we'll focus on stuff you know about me. though, buddy. So as I say, the brand say we're used to having people under know nothing about this. So if, if you, if you have certain areas, man, we will focus on those areas. <laughs> No well, worries. Anyway, Ken, you just no named worries. our new podcast. Starting next week, ladies and gentlemen, tune in Thursdays for I Got Drunk with Chris Jericho. Yeah, so, oh, <laughs> that would be a great, I would tune in and listen to that myself. Because I've that got one of those stories. Awesome. Oh, I got, one of those, I got one of those I could stories. make one up, but I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I could make up a Lots fantastic. of stuff. Chris, you got some trivia for us before we get to the record. Oh, do you guys want, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do some Star Wars trivia. Um, basically all early except for one. Uh, and we're going to get tougher as this goes on. So, so the first question is, so how did you want to do this, Brent? Like, you're just going to do a free for do, do it as you do it. Do it as you do it, man. No, but no, just, I'll just, just you yeah. guys going to buzz in or I think you should right. challenge us. You should challenge yeah. us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Individually. Individually. Indiv well, yeah. There's only five questions. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So, all right, then who wants to go first? You can just pick one, two, three, oh, four, guest five. Guest goes first. Guest, guest goes, goes first. first. All right. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. So pick a number between uh, so, one and five. 
So th- this is where you ask me a question about something that I um, but I should yeah. know. Okay, let's give this. Hot a one. Some of these are tough, buddy. So don't feel bad. Brent told me to get some real tough ones in here because it is May the fourth. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I go really easy. So don't feel bad if you get this. Now you have to make it a special day, and I, I get the reference to May the fourth thing. I um, I, I, I've I've gotten it for several years, and uh, you know I, I always laugh on on today. I don't know why, but uh, okay, hit me with your whatever you got there. We'll pick a number between one to five, and that'll determine which question I ask you. Between one and five. One and yeah, one and five. One to five. Whichever one you want. Four would work. Four. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Name a planet destroyed by the Death Star. Oh, that was uh Princess Leia's home planet, uh um Asgard. Nope. Oh no, that was that you must have just watched Thor. I did. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched why. Thor. That's okay, but you were closed. Do you want to try that again? Um it's it was um Oh, it starts man. with an A. You had the beginning letter there, right? I know. I know. Uh, no, no, no. It Can't rhymes go. with Balgaron. <laughs> Alderaan. Yeah, Alderaan. I remember Alderaan. it now. That's it. I liked your first answer, actually, Asgard. I kind of went off to a whole bunch of Thor stuff there. <laughs> Asgard. <laughs> I loved Thor. The third Thor. Was so so go ahead, uh, Chris. All right. Okay. So, okay, uh, Mike, uh, between one and five, but not number four. I'll do two. All right. What was uh, 3PO's first program job? Oh, uh, something to do with binary load lifters, wasn't it? Oh, yes. I'm such a nerd. (laughs) Good one. I was an only child, okay? Binary load filters, like exact. Binary load filters. Binary load lifters. Not filters. What's that? Binary load load, load filters. It's load filters. Okay, then I'm wrong. Let's just say you got it right. You're way off, Mike. Mike, Nerd. that was great. Good job. Okay, Brad. I'll go number one. Wow. Okay, this is a good one. This is actually a pretty good one. And some cool knowledge, you know. Remember the beginning of A New Hope when that Star Destroyer comes flying in? Yeah. What is the name of that Star Destroyer? They're all named. Ooh, uh, the J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, nope. <laughs> I'm trying to think here for a minute. Uh, I'm going to be the only one that doesn't get it right. I didn't. It's baseball one. It's Devastator. Oh, Steven, I didn't know. I didn't that see one. it on the Band bumper name, sticker. I didn't, I didn't see it on the bumper sticker, so I missed it. There's All right, so we got a tiebreaker. I'm out. Right? I got that one wrong. So there's only one question left, and it's down to Ken and Mike. Uh oh. Well, there is one question left. Oh, yeah, it is too. Okay, well. Okay. Okay, well, um, this is kind of a newer one, though, Ken. Um, what? So I'll just throw this to both of you guys. Well, um, here, I'll take uh, the newer one. If, well, there's just and, one. There's just one left, right? Yeah. Star Wars. Huh? No, I, I, I'm, I'm really not sure how much difference it'll make, you know? Okay, so <laughs> what what planet uh, was all the cloning done on? So what planet were all the, the clone troopers created on? Oh, see, I know this because oh, I don't know it, but I, I know what you're referring to because I played yeah. the video game. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remember the name of the planet? Oh, man. I spent a lot of time on that level. Almost um, sounds like a car. There was a car that used to start with an L and had that same name afterwards. Oh, yeah. Remember? An L? I can think of many things that start with L, but uh, the name <laughs> of the planet is not coming to me. Unless you're referring to the Lada, which I believe was a car. Oh, well, there what? was. There was the, remember the Lay car? Was the, uh, no, it was the, uh, the, what was it? The, it was in Breaking Bad, wasn't it? The car that Jesse drove off in, wasn't oh. it? L, L oh. Camino. El there you go. Yeah. So the planet, planet Camino. That's where it was. That's Those right. dudes with the long necks. And just coincidentally, they were on uh, that episode of The Bad Batch that just premiered yesterday. And uh, 
the Empire uh, is good. There's a pretty cool interaction between the Empire and the cloning community once Order 66 has been initiated. It's, it's and interesting. this is going to so, be one that Caitlin is going to uh, oh, probably yeah. know about eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some like as I say, Keanu Reeves does a voice. Jim Carrey does a voice on on it. Um, they realize that there is a uh, Mike Pongratz does a voice on it. There's, there's some cachet to being in in the uh, Disney Star Wars universe now. So oh, man, and people just want to be in there. Yeah. A lot of guys just want to be a stormtrooper too, right? You know, just under the yeah. deal on there. I'm just I'm I'm really discovering it again. As and to be perfectly honest, um, the, it's only been the last few years that I've had time to uh, delve into so much. Um, video content because uh, I've been um, taking care of my wife. She's been sick uh, and Sorry we spend a lot of time. It's all cool. Um, we spend a lot of time together and and I'm finding these shows and catching up. It's, it's because I have the time to enjoy them. Um, it, it's amazing work. I mean, all this stuff, everything that I'm turning on on the Disney plus channel is just like, this is friggin' wonderful. Where's it been for the last 20 years of my life? But then I remember what I was doing. Um, but there's amazing stuff happening. I just think it's great. And I, I, I'm, it's, it always amazes me hanging out with people like you for a minute. You know, you guys all, you, you, you all been following this, the whole thing. And I just imagine like how ingrained it is in your stories. It's really, it's fucking fascinating. I, I love the fact that all these comics I read when I was a kid are now coming to life for me properly on the screen. Um, did you grow up reading comic books or collecting toys? Like other than the Star Wars stuff, is there any other kind of pop culture stuff you enjoyed growing up? Um, I'm stretch Armstrong that I was quite oh, fond of for a long time. Yeah, I know they've remade him, right? Like he's in the Walmart up the street right now, but a reissue really? version of him. Yeah, Is it yeah. purple. If you break him open, I don't know. Like, I'll give, give me 24 it, hours, man. Like I'll <laughs> jelly inside of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> toxic stuff. Um, so you like the classic? Know, I, was, I love the classic. I was classic. a big reader. You know, I was a big reader, so I really got sucked into the Lord of the Rings stuff and the Hobbit okay. and um, you know all that stuff. Um, and I find it interesting that I I read that those books as a child over and over again, and even into adulthood. And when the movies came out, I was so excited. And then I went to the movies and I was so satisfied. I was like, they hit everything on the mark. I mean, there was a few things that I could, you know, sort of say, eh. but for the most part, it captured everything that was in my imagination. And I haven't watched, I haven't read the books again since, ah. which is weird because I used to read them regularly. And I, and I don't know if sometimes these amazing creations uh, of of movies and videos of our cartoon and book work, um, I wonder how much it changes the experience for people. Mm -hmm. You know, like the younger generation are they still are they still going to the comic stores the way that we did, or are they just buying? And my kid, my kids go. My kid goes, but I think what's what, what the difference right now is that the expectation level for these kids, like when I show, like like anything, back in my day, when, <laughs> um, still the youngest guy in the panel, but regardless, back on my day, taking the kids. Uh, the, the way the tech has caught up to all the, the stuff, they they expect this really amazing footage, you know, now, and they, they expect to be immersed. And I don't want to say we expect it, but definitely, like, when they're, like, making a new Top Gun, I'm like, you know, I really would love it if I could feel like I'm in the plane and that's what they've done. So, like, I think what they've, they've given everyone as close to a 4D experience as they can within everything, and the kids are now ruined because – you can't go, I don't know where you can go from here. Let's say, you know, Bill Gates is now single. Maybe he can produce something that sucks you into the screen or something, but I don't know how they pull you. I don't know how they pull you any further in. So trying to get the kids to revisit some of the classics is really interesting. And it's, it's like when you watch Jaws and they got to wait for that, they just got to wait and they go, Oh, that shark looks fake. I'm like, yeah, but in the seventies, it was, yeah, it, was 70s, it was everything. Never seen you guys, anything like it. Right? And, I, so, and I think, 
I think it's getting that's, ruined for them a little. That's kind of sad though, because I mean, you know, can you talk about Lord of the Rings? Reading those books, you envision what this probably would look like, you know, if it was one hundred percent. And yeah. now, yeah, and now a lot of these kids, they're 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 not getting that effect. It's it's already there for them. Like this is this is what it would look like. This is it. You it's, know, there's it's, that it's missing that that little imagination thing that, you know, as kids it was it was awesome to 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 wonder what it would look like or to what it would yeah. actually be if they made a film out of it. Now, you know, <laughs> Marvel the, the, is doing exactly that. The, but the beautiful thing that I find about it, and this goes from television shows that are that are sort of, you know, go over a course of, you know, seven to 10 seasons where when you, you're finished, you put like 130 hours into it or something. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's a huge chunk of my life. But they you can get into the detail of a story. Uh, and when you get that you know, in the sort of some of the science fiction and stuff, it gets really interesting because you get the long detailed arc of a story with all of this crazy special effects. And it, and you're right. It's very hard to sit down and want to read a book when you have that right at your disposal. And not only you have one of them, you know, you turn on, you know, whatever subscription service you're looking at and you've got 70 of them, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, and that's only if you flip two or three things up or down, you know. <laughs> but some yeah. of them work. Yeah. I mean, and then, but then you discover something like, Breaking Bad, and you're like, you don't want to read a book because you're exactly. you're like every or Walking like the Walking Dead. Chris, a massive Walking Dead fan, which you know, how did they do? How did they do that? You know, that transfer, and how are you satisfied, really Chris? Like, you know, and it's so many factors, uh, and we're we're just jammed with so many options now that we never were. To your point, Ken, in New- <laughs> St. John's, it's like <laughs> CBC, Channel Eight, maybe. And yeah. maybe you were lucky enough to pull in the WTV from, from uh, Buffalo Fox. So you could get well, some wrestling serial, yeah. and married with children, but I don't know what you got over there on the Island. I didn't but, get that close a teenager. <laughs> well, and, and joking about three channels, I was saying to the guys before we came on, I went into a very deep YouTube uh, dive the last couple of days, sort of getting, sort of doing a little back background stuff. Cause there's, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I, you know, I'm familiar with, with your background music wise and such, but um, your relationship with Ron Hines mm. all of a sudden got me into this sort of, okay, dig through a little bit because Ontario, we, we didn't really see a lot of, of, of the East coast stuff, even on the CBC, we had Wayne and Schuster, which was, you know, when I was a kid, I remember that, but in my digging deep, I found some clips of a show called wonderful grand band that used to to run on CBC. And I, I got lost for, for a good, you know, 45 minutes to an hour going through and seeing like this bizarre sketch comedy show music, variety thing that uh that ron was was a part of it in that band and and i'm just like wow how did we not get this out here it's like monty python meets saturday night live with but it was fascinating and the band was exceptional yeah uh, for the cover they did because i mean i you know i'm i'm a bit of a steely dan fan and they did a kick-ass cover of peg back in the musicianship was, I mean, they were all serious pros, you know, um, comedy aside, and they were all <laughs> foolish all the time, for lack of a better word. Um, 
but you take the foolishness out of it and uh man oh the, the musicianship was was superb but was that uh, no, no was that the kind of per, like what you would have been what uh so that's 81 so 10 11 years old is would would that have been sort of the, yeah. the nightly or the weekend stuff that you guys would watch well i would be on um we had a we had a black and white tv we were just transitioning to color uh, at that time and i remember because the wonderful grand band was one of the shows that was on the couple stations we got um you know we got gilligan's island the price is right during dinner and at night there was like you know heart for heart or dynasty or one of those shows and that was all i saw as a kid that was my entire relationship with you know the world outside of what was in my initial you know right on my space um and all of a sudden the wonderful grand band showed up and i was seeing my culture my like i was seeing scenes that i had seen out at my grandma's house with you know my two two aunts fighting and stuff and i was seeing this being delivered through the television back into me and i was just like it 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 was an amazing thing to see as a young as a young person and that was the first time that I saw Ron sort of, you know, he was an actor and a comedian in the, in the, in a lot of the comedies. But um, when he started singing with the band and stuff, I, um, I, I just sort of said, that's what I want to do. And that was when my relationship with Ron started. And then when I was 18, I was um, living with a girl and, and her mother and, and, and uh, her mother's best friend was Ron's wife's best friend. So for the year we lived there before we came up to Toronto, uh, I saw Ron, you know, once a month for dinner or whatever. And then we just kept in touch for 20 years while we both toured around the world. And, uh, and then before he died, he, uh, he had some tour and left in him and he called me and asked me if I'd come back and do a bunch of work with him. And I did, and, uh, it changed, uh, changed everything, everything, everything in my world. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's crazy to, to sort of see your musical journey from, from, you know, when you were a teenager and I, again, the internet is a wonderful place where you can find anything these days. Um, uh, and and we're, we're digging, we're digging up some old. So, so this for, for, uh, I mean, Brent and Chris, uh, there was a pretty good punk rock scene in, in Newfoundland in the eighties. Yeah. And uh, this song, let's see if I, if it'll, oh, no. if it'll actually play, hang on. I'm trying to see if I can get this to. That would be tough justice. Nice. I like that stuff, man. Yeah. I like justice, that. Which ties in to the new record. Uh, the, would that be Dean that's singing lead on that uh, on that track? If I'm that'd not be Rod that. singing lead. Would Dean playing Rod, bass. Uh, Rod was his brother. Dean Locke, yeah. Rod and Dean Locke, and Danny Thomas on drums. Um, and uh, and those are uh, well, Dean passed away last year, but uh, yeah, some of my closest lifelong friends. Yeah, uh, great bunch of guys. How did you? How did you sort of? I mean, there's there's the infamous story of how you learned how to play guitar. Yeah, <laughs> which you thought was a guitar, which yeah. uh, and it's Chris Broadbeck of C Spot Run that run. wised you wised you up He's, to the fact that you're breaking them out today, Mike. Well, you know, if um, you want to know how Ken got into playing the bass, it was it's seemingly by accident. I'm guessing because uh, I thought I had, I thought I had purchased a guitar from a lady I was babysitting for. Um, she had broken up with her husband and, and bought him a, a new guitar, electric guitar before they broke up and she never gave it to him. So she needed somebody for the whole summer. And she asked me what I was saving my money for. And I said, new guitar or a guitar. 
And she said, oh, I've got this one. You know, is this something you're interested in? I don't know anything about it. I just know it's something he wanted. And um, I plugged it into an amp and it made noise and it had strings. And I went, yeah. And I said, I'll, I'll work all summer for this. And, you know, six months later, I'm sitting in my bedroom trying to learn it. I think it was a Judas Priest guitar solo or something. And my sister walks by with her friend from C-Spot Run, Chris Broadbeck. And he says, hey, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just playing my guitar. And he's like, yeah, it's, um, why are you trying to play the guitar solo? I said, because I'm playing guitar. He said, no, you have, you're playing a bass. <laughs> what are you talking about? He said, that's a bass guitar. And I said, well, what the, what is a bass? Like, I didn't have the internet. I didn't have a music book. I had, I didn't know what I had. I knew I plugged it into an amp and it sounded fucking noisy, right? I just thought it was my terrible playing. I didn't realize I was missing two strings. Um, anyways, he's, I said, so what does the bass do? And he showed me what the bass line was in that song because he was a bass player. And I was fucking bored out of my skull. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So, you know, it evolved from there. I, I, I learned, uh, I learned better. Chris, Chris turned me on to some, some really cool groovy bass players and uh, he's still a good friend today. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> I never You're playing bass in tough justice, sir. Uh, no, that was Danny Thomas um, playing or Dean Locke playing bass in that one. Um, I was playing bass at the time with a band called Wafit, which was uh, myself and um, Clark Hancock and Don Ellis. Like the six of us were the tightest of friends. And it was Llewellyn Thomas and a few others that played in both bands. Um, and we had a, we had a circle of, of bands back home and, and Chris Jarrett. Um, I don't know if you, any of you remember a band from Toronto called Sudden Impact um, in the uh, 80s. Um, okay. Great, uh, great hardcore band. Um, Chris came up and sang with him for a while, but he was playing with a band called Schizoid, and um, and and a few uh, a few of his his buddies. They were real smart, so they we'd have shows all year, and we'd all pool of our money. We'd have like punk rock shows with all the local kids, nice. and um, and we'd kind of pool the money. And then they had a, a a production company called Dupp, which legend has it stands for Dead Upturned Puppy Productions. You know, <laughs> and punk rock. Um, and they'd bring bands back. So this was part of my scene. And, you know, we got to play and, and, and house bands like DOA, SNFU, Deja Voodoo, um, you know, all these really cool things that as a, as a teenager, like it just, because I was a skinny kid, I had been picked on all my life. And I, suddenly I became a teenager. I discovered punk rock and I discovered a record mm -hmm. store. And then I discovered a punk rock scene and skateboarding yeah. like-minded people right you get the like-minded people and then yeah. you get the, you get you feel the power right of being united with punk rock there's such a good community when you reach that because you're all the same you're all alienated people right and then yeah. when you get a group of punk rocker people together same mentality and you throw some instruments in there man magic happens yeah. that's beautiful I like yeah it. but yeah, it's interesting to me there. about but st john's this was in st john's right yeah st. so john's. everyone's so great there and so friendly that I would imagine that you would still got invited to play everywhere. Like, even if it's like, there's the punk rock club, but then you're also break. Like how you break on the aisle on the rock is that you've got to go, you got to play the, the Legion and you got to play this and everyone's like, Oh yeah, let's, let's fucking drink. Let's go. <laughs> like, well, you got, like I remember doing shows there and all sorts of people coming out. It was amazing. And there, and in, in a few short years, it went from a small crowd of about, 15 sort of skateboarders and musicians. And then as we got, you know, sort of um, other people joined in and sort of, you know, we, our, our, our girlfriends and boyfriends started getting in the scene. It started growing. And there was a period of a couple of years where there was about 200 of us and any day of the week, you'd find 40 to seven of us, 40 to 70 of us sitting in a cluster down on Atlantic place steps, you know, just like bumming quarters and smokes. <laughs> um, 
but we made that scene and we brought music in and we supported each other. And it was, you know, to this day, some of the greatest people that I've ever worked with were part of that scene. You know, um, some people that have gone on to do, you know, sort of really sort of big things in the world. It's, uh, not that that's the importance of it all, but it's it's just a really there was something in the water that that yeah. it's nice to have things pan out though, right? You know what I mean? Especially if you're passionate about it. Yeah, it's nice to have well, that kind of stuff. It sounds like the Oshawa music scene and uh, Port Perry that you guys. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Oshawa had Oshawa had a lot going on back then. Yeah. We were there was our time with some. There was three bands in, uh, in Port Perry. Three bands, and then there yeah. was four. There <laughs> were one. There was Machines Way. There was Modern Day Raves, and then there was somebody else, which was actually the name of the band. Somebody else. Then we realized we could do shows in Oshawa and it was like, oh my gosh. And then we realized we could do shows in Toronto. It was like, oh, okay, now, we, now we're really having fun, right? Yeah, we don't have yeah. to stay in Port Perry and play field parties. It's great. Ken, you got a new record. I do, yeah. Yeah. Excellent, I, excellent. We got some promo here too, I think, don't we? Which is, uh, which, I mean, the the whole Dean Locke thing, which is a, is a it's a bittersweet story, I I, I want to say, that um, mm. is it is it going to be the first track in the album? Uh, the, I don't. I don't actually know the track listing, but no, I don't think it's the first track, but there is um, on the artwork on the back, uh, there is a, you know, the album is dedicated to the memory of Dean Locke. Um, Dean was, uh, yeah, he, this was his first time playing on a, um, on a record that I think was going to be pressed to vinyl and sort of be released uh, in this manner. Um, he had done some uh, recording, you know, as we all did the demo recordings back in the punk rock days. Um, he's a, a lifelong friend, healthy, nice guy. Um, very unexpected. Uh, there was an accident and a couple of days later he was still in the hospital and then he died unexpectedly. So now, I don't know, you know, but you did, um, uh, he plays on, on the clash track that you guys did he's on my back. Yeah. Was that, was that your choice or did he have a little bit of a, uh, of a hint in that? Because again, that sort of digs back into the punk rock, uh, uh, sort I, of vibe I had Dean in mind. For, I had Dean in mind for that track, 100%. Yeah, and and when I when I told him what I wanted him to do, he was he was super thrilled, and he was like, I don't I don't have any way to record. You know, what do I need? And I'm like, well, the, the most simple thing, and I kind of outlined a little few pieces of simple gear for him, and uh, he went out and got him, and he he didn't think at one point one piece was coming in. He was he really wanted me to wait for him, and. And then he he sent me a few things and there was some, uh, you know, there was a little bit of technical stuff that we had to get up to speed. Uh, so I worked with him a lot and he was just, he was so fucking excited to be part of it. And he never even heard it. He never even, he never heard any, like he sent me his bass track and I'm like, excellent. I can't wait for you to hear it. And then I found out he was dead and it was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, it hit me. Um, it hit me really hard, but it it's a, it's a part of the album. It's a part of the story of the album. This, this album is about, um, it's called all, all together now. Um, and it's, it really kind of fell together out of nowhere. Um, when I started doing my live stream last year, um, I realized how, how, uh, how linked we could all be online. Um, cause I'd still been going out and touring, you know, going out three or four nights a week, lugging guitars around and playing for, you know, and going home and doing all that. Um, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.
anyways, it was just, it was a thought. It was a thought that I'd just make some music for some people just so that we could have an hour to disappear. And uh, it turned into so much more. I just, people asked if they could be a part of it. And then I opened it up and I said, if anybody wants to be a part of it, you can. And I ended off getting about 70 people working on 13 tracks um, of which 45 people, um, you know, sort of uh, there was some technical issues and some COVID issues and some family issues and all these things. It's been a, it's been a horrible year as we all know. Uh, I don't, I don't talk too much about the bad side of it because it's uh, just getting through what we can. But uh, over the year we made this record. I sent everybody a track, just me playing an acoustic guitar with a click track. They typed, typed a click track into their machine. They put the track in, they played whatever they were playing, fiddle, keyboard, vocals, sent it back to me. I cut it all up like a big jigsaw puzzle and put it all together. And then I sent it to Mike and he made it sound fucking amazing. And he did so much more editing than I had done. <laughs> and he just, uh, he turned it into something else. And at the end of it, I listened to it and I went, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. I don't recognize any of this. <laughs> it's amazing when, because uh, on on your Facebook, I remember I mean, last March, it was originally supposed to be just a twenty one day challenge. Twenty one day make, challenge, yeah. Make, make an album in twenty one days, and you had you know everything laid out in date day two. All these yep. things, scratch tracks that you're you're putting <laughs> together. At what point along the way did you kind of realize? This is not a 21 day project. This well, it was, we, we, at 21 days, I actually had most of the stuff out and people had committed to what parts they were doing. And I had everybody's space. I had everybody laid out on a piece of paper that covered all the time and space of the record, every instrument and every song. And it was all filled with all these different people. Um, and they were all sort of about, about 60% of it I had back in. Um, and that was when my, my, my wife broke her hip again and, uh, or broke her hip, uh, for the first time, but she'd already been in recovery and my life sort of went on a major spin out. Um, and, uh, that was when Mike stepped in and said, Ken, just keep sending me stuff. I said, but I said, I, I feel like I need to, I'm kind of holding it together. And he said, just, you just keep sending me stuff. He said, you already have told people what you want. I've got a bunch of it here. You've already edited this. He said, when you get stuff in, just send it. So I was hearing bits and pieces along the way. And then it was like, and I was editing and I was just, sometimes I was just editing, you know, a fiddle track with uh, with an acoustic guitar track. And other times I was hearing the full thing. And it wasn't until the very end when I sat down and Mike said, here's the mixes. And I went, what? Like it was, it was really weird. I've been, I've been carrying bricks to this building and laying them in place blindly for a year. And then all of a sudden I stood back and I just went, wow, this is wild. Like it's, and your guest I, I list is pretty great too. I mean, you got a killer song list. You've got mm. Matt Mays is on it. Ron Hawkins, yeah, our buddy Dale Harrison was just on a couple of weeks oh, yeah. ago with Dale. us. Daniel Dale. Dare, Tommy Mack. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Um, geez, you do Tear for Fears, Boomtown Rats, The Clash, The Cure, Billy Bragg, REM, or all stuff. Uh, it's uh, quite an undertaking, as Mike said, to try to do all that in 21 days. But did that guest list grow as you sort of put it out there? It, it, it grew, it, yeah. it grew, it grew faster. I, it was, it was about two months in that I knew that this was, it had also, it had picked up enough steam and there was enough people involved that I knew that I didn't want to just do something that I was going to throw up on the website for people who were involved to have. Um, I knew then that it was actually going to turn into something that was um, something that I was proud of as an actual record, you know? Uh, and and I, I really am. It's, it's, a, it's the strangest thing. I've, I think it's the strangest recording I've ever made in my life, but it's, um, it's a wonderful collection of people and music. I'm glad to be a part of it, I guess. How, how, how did you sort of narrow down the actual song list? Because it is, it is a pretty eclectic range of, of art. I mean, we're, we're going from the cure 
to, you know, Billy Bragg to, mm. you know, Tom Petty, uh, which, by the way, fantastic song. I can't wait to hear what you do with it because <laughs> thank you. it's a great Tom Petty song as it is. I didn't write it, um, but um, I look forward to you hearing it. <laughs> and, and, but, and, and REM, like that's, that was one of my big ones growing up too. So, and, and you just, put out the little uh, teaser of uh, of Driver 8, which again, it just it sounds big. Mike Turner of Our Lady Peace, is he's engineering the uh, the album, right? He's he's producing, producing, producing engine. I mean, we're just he's doing, it wasn't too long ago and I, and I wasn't sure if I was going to sort of be telling people this, but I've decided it's important. In December, like when I was putting all the artwork together and I knew this was going to be like, you know, an actual thing. When I started putting it all together, I mean, I just, I called Mike one day and I said, Mike, I said, listen, I said, I, I'm, I'd be happy to call this, you know, like Tizzard and Turner or Turner and Tizzard or Ken Tizzard and Mike Turner. I said, like, I really feel like this is, man, you've worked so hard on this. And, um, and we, we talked a lot about that. I mean, he, he just, he said, you know, he said, he said no, this is a, this is your record. You chose the song. You have a, you have a relationship with the song. You have a relationship with all the musicians. He said, I know a lot of them. He said, but th- this particular collection is, you know, was chosen by you. Um, you know, he did suggest and, and, and help work with a few other people. Um, but, and you know, it ended off just staying as Ken Tizzard, which I'm fine with too. Cause I mean, it is, it is that, but he did, he did so much on this, um, you know, and it wasn't just as a, um, it wasn't just as an engineer or a producer. It was just as, as a buddy helping me, uh, helping me get to the finish line with something. Which really, I mean, again, you look at the list of, of people that have worked on this. Uh, it really, it, it's a very community vibe to it. Like again, in the time of, in the time of Corona, uh, when, you know, musicians are, you know, struggling, waiting for live shows to happen again. And, uh, just to, to come up with this, you know what, let's, let's, let's do something in this time. We've got all this, this sort of downtime where we can, you know, focus on, on putting out some, some, you know, real good music, you know, a group, uh, music project. And, and you sort of called this, idea which again uh, you've you've brought in all these musicians and you've got your daughters uh, singing <laughs> singing vocals on this as well which i mean brent knows this but you know my daughter she's 13 now and, and a couple of years ago she discovered the avid brothers and mm. fell in love with the song i in love and you so for me i was like she's learning to play it on the piano so i'm playing it on guitar and she's and so getting her into the booth to record stuff to me as a dad was like ah oh, this is this is awesome what what's it been like for you to 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 have the girls around you know in time of corona now um yeah to be a part of this i mean you were on the road you know 25 years and i mean i mean i love the i love the story of when you decided to come off the road and and realizing that you know family uh really is way more important than than the music life as it is yeah and you've you've had this this great time together with the girls um how cool is it for you to to have this project now and to have them sort of you know working together with you on on stuff like this well, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in a constant state of, state of being proud of the girls, you know, um, uh, I mean, as people and as, as career people and what they're doing as humans, it's pretty amazing. Um, they've been singing with me since they were kids, you know, I mean, when I, when they were, when they were young was when I was just starting to get back into writing um, narrative style songs, as opposed to radio pop songs. Um, and when I would put them to bed at night, I'd often sit in the room and I just strum and kind of 
kind of sing, you know, just melodies and stuff. So they've been, they've known that since they were children and, you know, and then when they were younger, you know, they had acoustic guitars around, they had the baby guitars, they had little mandolins. So they played along and they sang along and then they were singing at the campfire and before long they were, you know, whenever there was a fundraiser to be like, you know, that somebody wants me to do something, I'd bring the girls along because, you know, everybody loves having the kids and bring the girls and, along, you know? Yeah. And now, yeah. I mean, they're in, you know, they're in the video for Sonny's dream and, um, you know, I put that up and I get people on the internet, you know, making hot comments about my daughter and it's just like, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I know they're pretty and stuff, but come on now, that's my daughters. Um, but they're adults now, you know, they're, 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 um, they're, 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 they're adults and they're monsters and, but they're still here, uh, right now because of what's going on. Cassidy is doing her engineering degree at Queens. So she's doing that online. So she's on the computer 14 hours a day. <laughs> and my daughter, Caitlin is, um, renovating her room and putting a studio in it because she wants to make her first record so That's she's been cool. she's building another studio on the other wall of of my studio <laughs> she can't use this one no it's not it's not good enough for her so she's going to build her own thing and she's going to make it into her own thing and i think that's pretty fucking cool too you know so well, it's, it's, great it's great when they can learn with you well yeah and i think i think that's you know that you know, as a parent, you, you, you know, you always want to encourage, you know, their, their interests and stuff. But if you're, you know, a musician, like I was never a musician per se. I, you know, I, I dabbled, but you know, when my son learned how to play drums, it was cool because, you know, we could jam in the basement when he was, when he was yeah. into it. It wasn't just video games all the time. It was like, you know, it's dad son yeah. time. And then same with, you know, with my daughter too. So I think, I think that's, that's super cool that, um, that they even now are, are still, you know, think it's cool to be around dad when he's, when he's doing his work. Well, they don't think it's super cool all the time. I mean, you know, they, they laugh at me sometimes if I drop mushrooms on a Friday night and I giggle too much on the couch. Um, you know, they, they don't, they don't think I'm as cool as I do. <laughs> my daughter works at a cannabis yeah. shop up the street. Oh. here. Yeah, she she was working in the music industry good. before. She was doing shows and stuff until this stopped. But she um, was but, singing first too, Chris. Taylor oh, was yeah, singing yeah. a long time. It was great. Yeah. Taylor was. She, she likes running the shows too. now, but she comes home with treats. And, and it's funny you mentioned that, Ken, because my Gatorade here, before we yeah. went on, she come down with a little package and put a whole bunch of powder in here with a little pot leaf on it. So I just drank that and I'm feeling really <laughs> mellow. It's really good. But yeah, she always brings these, these treats home, right? And she's just right up the street. It's very That's entertaining. Great. Right. Ken, tell us about Whiskey Wednesday. We're, both, we're fellow smokers and, and enjoyers of the tell us about freedom whiskey we have. There we go, brother. Right. I like that. Tell us about Whiskey freedom. Wednesday and what you're up to and, and all that. As um, far as whiskey like, when Wednesday. the record comes out. Yeah. Whiskey Wednesday. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm rambly. I'm, I'm a little that's bit okay, rambly. Buddy. You're doing great. Good. Love you. Ramble. This is what this is platform's for. Well, that's all. Yes, I mean, it's like I said at the beginning of the thing, I said, like, I'm still new to this, but what I learned at the, like, once I sort of get to know everybody's faces, I'm still trying to figure out the sizing on stuff. Like some people are postage stamp size and some people are, you know, as big as my whole computer. So, and that changes, which is really cool. <laughs> but I don't know how to manipulate it or anything, but once I sort of get to know who I'm talking to, it always turns into a fun time. But um, anyways, Whiskey Wednesday started out uh, 11 years ago. Um there's a little pub in town Wednesdays. I was usually home. Um, the touring, um, you know, I kept to, uh, cause I had the kids and stuff. I was usually made, made sure I was home on a Wednesday. Even if I was out for a full week, I'd, I'd make sure I was home. So it became my drinking spot and, uh, I'd go down and drink whiskey. And, uh, it was a place called the, um, the, the, the stinking rose. And it since changed its name a few times. It's now that little pub. 
It's the smallest pub in the world. It holds, uh, I think, capacity with the bartender is 23 or 26, uh, somewhere around there. Um, it's this little tiny spot. And some nights I go in there with a full band and full amplifiers and we blow the roof off uh, the place uh, on a Wednesday for a packed house. And other nights it's me sitting at the bar with my acoustic guitar with five or six people around. And I'm just telling stories and chatting and it's what I do every Wednesday night. Uh, you know, I go down there, I try out new music. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I sometimes bring guests if I got, if I got a friend in town who's hanging out with me, you know, and I've had everybody down there, everybody. I know Intimate that. and interactive with drinks. I think that sounds like a really good time. It's an amazing evening. Uh, yeah, and last year when it got shut down, I moved it to my studio. I just set up an iPhone and pressed record oh. and I went, Oh, this works. And then I, looked into it and I got some more phones and blah, blah, blah. Tap into the universe and away you go. You're drinking with many more friends all of a sudden, right, buddy? That's I love awesome. It. You know, my Wednesday yeah. nights are a blast. I still don't have That's the cool. feed thing proper yet. So like, I can't no. follow the real time comments. My wife is right call. beside me. Ken, my mm -hmm. wife does. She's right beside me. She's, I, trust me, we can't do this without her. So don't feel bad, <laughs> but no, if you get like somebody or one of your daughters or somebody who can well, kind of help you. tends to be the, uh, the, uh, the whiskey Wednesday producer. Ah. Don't she's feel bad, Ken. It's, she's, it's she a tough she thing to do, out. man. Yeah. I can't, couldn't do it on my own. I mean, the few no, times no. I did, it's just horrible. And you got to get it together because you, you got to get it together because you've, you've created three new segments out of this show. So oh, yeah. starting next week, join us for catching up with Ken. <laughs> I like uh, that. Also, we're launching uh, I Got Drunk with Jericho. Oh, and yes. The other, the other yes. segment that we're adding, uh, if he's listening, uh, but we'll put it on to him. Uh, this one will be called I Also Got Drunk with Danny Thomas because I've got one of those stories as well. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so, really? I do. I do. It involved the trailer park boy. And, and anyways, we'll get in. Uh, okay. I got a lot. Of, I got drunk and fell down. We're going to get into that. But uh, uh, yeah, we should do it. I, I got drunk with uh, Revisit some night. And, and talk about <laughs> That's a great idea. Dude, we'd oh. love to have you back, Ken. We'd love to have you back. So, All so together now. Thank you. All together uh, now. Releases when? Um, Altogether now releases May 18th. Um, there's a video out currently for Mad World. It's on YouTube. Which is um, on, it's yeah. going to be on vinyl only, so you can get it through my website or at your record store if they bring any in. Um, and uh, it'll be on, I know, everything digital. Wednesday nights, tune in. I'm always playing stuff from the new album and talking about what I'm doing. I talk about the songwriting. I talk about whatever. This is what I'm like all the time. I get high and I play music and I talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. I think we're going to get along just fine. Oh, man, can you just created another podcast? Okay. So the I next think, day is going to be called. we just become friends? I get high and karate karate get high and karate. And I get high and write music. Jeez, that's four podcasts. Wow. You four, throw four comics four in there and there's like my daily life, right? I like four shows. You just <laughs> cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. No, Ken Tizzard, everybody. Thank you yeah. so much, brother, for coming on and making the time to talk to us about Star Wars and all the things, man. And, I had a blast record. and thanks for taking it easy with me on all the Star Wars stuff. You yeah. know, I, uh, I, I was, I was really going on the fact that you guys knew what you were talking about. <laughs> Well, and, and thanks for, uh, you know, do. 20, 20 some odd years ago for, for not ratting me out for looking for bootleg shows on, uh, on the interwebs. <laughs> I was, I, I swear to God, it was, it was, I was mortified. And uh, just for you guys, uh, for Brett and Chris, uh, I had gone on to this, this news, like back in the old dial up modem Long days, days. Uh, on a on a news group that was Alt Music Canada, and I was looking for bootleg Watchmen live shows, and I got a message from Ken. It's like, yeah, something like, yeah, I've got some. Don't think I can, uh, you know, uh, hand them out. And I was like, I'm like, oh my god, like I am busted. I'm busted. busted. I felt like absolute garbage. And the I'm music like, jail. 
no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a fan, just looking for live shows. You know, that's something I was, I was a part of it. I mean, I, like I say, I grew up in the DIY punk scene where sharing was everything. And, um, you know, I just kind of kept my mouth shut when Napster and everything hit and they wanted like bands to speak publicly. And I was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting involved. This is, if you need the music, take the music. It's great. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I did, I didn't really hope that it was going to collapse the industry the way it did. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. Uh, music is, uh, I don't well, know. Mike, I didn't didn't type, Mike Alicia didn't type back, well, Pearl Jam lets me. <laughs> no, he was, he was, he was very cool about it. And it was, uh, again, back in the, you know, back yeah. at that time, I, I mean, I was a, I was a fan of the band and, and to have sort of that connection with somebody in the band, it was like, it was super cool. So, uh, and then, you know, over the years to, to, to see Ken at shows and, uh, and, and get to, to meet his wife, Allison. And, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, things are good. Things, things, are, things are coming out. Things coming along. We're still a ways off, but you know, there's, they're still positive. Yeah. I mean, like that's, it's, it's just cool. And again, like, like I said, seeing your career go sort of almost full circle around now and where you're, you know, it's almost like you found the love of music again that may have gotten lost in the in the music business. Uh, all those. Yeah, well, those you you, you see more clearly into it than uh, than a lot do. But yeah, no, you're right. I I, <laughs> I was in the machine. I was a big part of it for a long time. I loved it. I'm I'm, I'm I, I couldn't I couldn't go back there. It's a different <laughs> world. <laughs> and, more and, stories and, to tell. Yeah, well, more and, stories and, to tell. And you've got. And you've got the uh, you've got the right platform now to to tell all those stories. So uh, very cool. Looking forward to hearing the, the full album, Ken. And uh, it's, it's great catching up again. It's, I've uh, heard it. Fantastic. Anyways, moving on. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's when you're Brent. friends with the when you're friends with the guy with the thing, you get stuff. <laughs> Anyways, it's, it's been a blast. It's a blast, Phil. Thank you very much. Nice um, to meet you, Ken. Thanks, in, Ken. Stay, uh, all that and stay in touch for sure. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have, have you back, back anytime, man. Come right, back cheers. anytime. Cheers, Ken. Awesome. Awesome. Well, boys, that's, uh, that we're rolling through here. We got about 15 before we get kicked off the network. So we got some news yeah. to get to Michael. The Dean uh, Blundell network. Yeah. We're going to get, they're going to, you know, the Hi, Dean. Chris, what's up? What do you buddy? got for us? You got some what news got of the week. Is, now that we got the end of the Falcon winter soldier, of yep. course, my comic books are rising in value. That's one thing I love about this Marvel stuff and the star Wars things, man, as I go to my comic collection, it's like, you know, and it's a lot of the stuff I spent like a dollar 50 cents on, right. I, Cause I was, I was always an avid collector. Now, the thing that happens to these comics that blows my, blows my mind is most of them jump from like five to ten dollars to like a hundred when these shows finish. So, what? U.S. Agent, yeah, dude, all the time. Remember, I went over the uh, what one was it? Oh, the Vision Scarlet Witch Vision ones. Scarlet yeah. Witch one, yeah. Holy cow! Like the first appearance of the White Vision and the first appearance of Scarlet Witch turning bad and the kids. Holy smokes! Like. Mint, mint. So anyway, we got the first appearance of U.S. Agent, okay? Now, of course, that's going to go up in value, right? Now, this was created in the 80s, just, just, 1989. Captain America, number uh, 354, all right? So 1989, and U.S. Agent, the story was pretty similar to the comic book, except for it wasn't the death of his friend that pushed him over the edge. It was the death of his parents. And Mm. we'll see in the future, he continues to talk to his friend. Um, with that little medallion. He did that with his parents. So they're probably going to continue that on. So that was his first appearance and uh, it's already gone. If, if it's graded, now if it's graded, it's in like, they call a slab, those glass cases and have the grading on it that I show you guys sometimes. One of those is going for 500, in between 500 and $600. Wow, um, just really? a normal copy. Yeah, a normal copy just in bag and backer board. Um, little it's going for is a hundred bucks online right now. And that was a $5 comic before, five to $10 comic. It was like US agent, nobody cares about him. Oh yeah, now Apparently, they do. Yeah. Uh, 
Currently, uh, what's his face? Uh, Wyatt Russell has uh, uh, increased the value of the U.S. Agent comic with his uh, performance. He did good. He did good. So, so, and then next we have the Flag Smasher, of course, which in the comic book was a gentleman, um, yep. and nobody else in the group really became came popular. Um, and he had this, this zany suit. I actually don't have the issue. I wish I did, but he just had a suit, uh, like a spandex kind of suit and a flag, and he was dressed in white and blue. It was the same kind of deals in the comic, the no borders. They wanted to just have, you know, no government. They just wanted everybody to be planet Earth kind of thing. Um, so that that's another one. Flag. Now, that's not quite as much. That's probably about a $50 comic for the Flag Smasher. And as I mentioned, they changed her in the show to a, changed him to a girl. I'm a pretty, fa- a pretty flat character in the comic books. They actually did a better job with uh, the girl who played the character in the story, which is a very uh, unique looking girl. She's uh, she's very like her features are very unique, right? Hippie um, long stocking. That's what she reminded me of. Yeah, you know she's very unique looking. So yeah. I, I thought she she added a cool uh, dynamic to that that character. And she's a pretty she's a pretty solid actress. Pretty solid actress. I liked her in um, Rogue One. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It's funny how Flag Smasher oh. seems very similar, similar in 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 sort of. Uh, yeah. He didn't know it was her, and it was a kind of a, a cool reveal in Han Solo when she yeah. takes her helmet off and it's a girl. Oh, sorry, so Solo, not girl, Rogue right? One. Sorry, you're right, Solo. My bad. Okay, so and then the other one, of course, is uh, the all-new Captain America number one that features uh, the Falcon in the new outfit and with the Captain America shield. And uh, I do have that one. I didn't. I couldn't fish it out because I had a lot of comics, and I'm not sure what I put it. If I put it under F or I put it under C or new, I don't know what I filed it under. But it's another one that's going for about a hundred bucks, and I spent. I got that for like two fifty. Uh, in 2014, that came out, so that's a newer one. Remember, I'm always saying about the older characters, right? Mm. But these are all, the, the oldest one in this is 85, and that's Flag Smatcher. Uh, U.S. agent in 1989, and he'll go on to lead a numerous group, so this could go anywhere. Um, the other uh, thing that I want to mention is Eternals. Now, Eternals movie is coming with one of my favorite actresses, Selma Hayek. Hello, Selma Hayek. If you're out there listening, I will not trash tech you. Don't worry. You can do no harm. In my book, Selma Hayek, you'll be fine. I will not you're trash no you. Don't Emily worry. Van Camp, right? Is that what yeah. we're saying? Hashtag Emily Van Camp. Salma Hayek's got, got a new agent because she's that. in everything. Salma Hayek's got a new agent because she's in everything right now. She's great. Well, she, she should be in everything. Agents. She must. Should be. All right. So anyway, sorry. I'm getting distracted by her. She, she's great. awesome. She's super cool. Great. I really like her anyway. She's one of my favorites. So anyway, Eternals is going to be the sleeper. Dude, it's going to be the one because nobody knows about the Eternals. Now, here's what I was mentioning to the guys earlier. The Eternals, imagine Star Wars releasing a movie all about the origins of the Jedi or the Sith. This is what we're getting in the Eternals. This is the origin of the Marvel Universe. And this is created by Jack Kirby. Not Stanley and Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby. This dude does not get enough uh, publicity. His name, Jack Kirby. I wish I could just say his name over and over again. Just to give an example of the input that Jack Kirby did on the Marvel Universe creating these characters. It's never created by Jack Kirby and Stanley. Now, check this out. So, Jack Kirby's creating Galactus for Stan Lee. Stan Lee, you know, he wants Fantastic Four. He wants this guy, this great big guy that eats planets. This is what he used to tell Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby comes in with a picture of Galactus and this guy in a surfboard. This silver dude in a surfboard. And uh, Stan Lee says, well, who's this guy? And Jack Kirby says, well, he has to have a herald. He's so powerful. He has to have a guy to search out these planets for him. And, and, and Stan Lee's like, that's brilliant. And Jack said, well, I just don't have a name for it. So Smile and Stan says, hmm. Smile and Stan. Let's call him the Silver Surfer. So now you get, here's a perfect example, my friends out there, like, you got to understand. So they list Silver Surfer created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. That does not make sense. But Stan Lee was the guy, I'm not hacking on Smile and Stan. He was the guy that was in, he was chatty. If you hear Jack Kirby talk, he was a little Italian dude with the button-up shirt and the pants hiked up to his his nipples there. You know what I mean? You know, those guys going around with the big cigar. 
and he wasn't he wasn't very um good on camera but that guy created all the cool stuff man like stan would come up with the ideas very roughly and he would draw them but silver surfer is a perfect example of stan just going hey he's silver he's on a surfboard let's call him the silver surfer you know what i mean and that that's what happened there stan you're brilliant you're yeah, exactly brilliant. You're right a great idea you're the man <sighs> Exactly. We got this yeah, guy Mike. in a spider suit. Spider what, what should we call this guy in a spider suit? Spider-Man? Spider yeah, that's great. Right? That's great. So, <laughs> really so, so everybody, if, if you if you only know Stan Lee, please Google Jack Kirby because he deserves it. He really does. He's, he was a hard, hard-working uh, white-collar guy. Uh, grew up in New York. Tough part of New York. Um, so Eternals is going to be huge. You're going to see where Thanos came from. Like, who doesn't want to see? It's like Darth Vader. You're going to see, like, the history of Darth Vader here kind of thing, right? You're going to see Thanos. But more importantly, you're going to see the birth of the Marvel universe. You're going to see where superheroes came from this whole, this whole creation. And this is by Jack Kirby, man. Is it a Jack movie Kirby or a series? This. It's a movie. Oh no. This is with Salma Hayek with Angelina Jolie. Like, dude, this is like all top tier, man. And this is, I'm telling you, man, I'm stuttering on it. Cause this, I just, I don't want to explain too much because I, I want people to go into this cold thinking, Oh, well, whatever I'll see. And then you're, you're going to walk away going, Whoa, I am like, this so knowledge another- of it. I saw the birth of it. It'll be another kind of Guardians of the Galaxy where if you're not familiar with the comic, uh, you're not quite sure what you're getting. But once you mm. get it, it's like, oh, man. It's going to be mean, great. They just released that teaser trailer for yes. Phase 4, yep. which narrated by Smile and Stan. Uh, brilliant. And if if that doesn't give, uh, you know, Marvel fans, uh, you know, reason to overlook all the crap that's going on right now the mm. list of movies and the release dates and what's coming for this next mm. phase is unreal and it's it's going to start with black widow which is next month or is it july i hope so man i don't know because they, they've changed a long wait for a minute a there was going to be on our tv then it was like i don't know but i'm looking forward to that too that should be really really good um other good characters in there we'll see how uh it's going to be nice because uh i haven't seen a whole lot of layers to black widow yet like I know she's gone through a lot of stuff when she was younger, and but she's so, uh, her character's so coy because that's what she is. She's an agent. You can't tell whether she's like she has so many flip comments. So it'll be nice to see her really get into the character a bit and see uh, uh, ScarJo do some some. Is that what they call her? Is that what the kids are calling her? Scar-Jo. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Is that what the kids are calling her? It'll be good to see her dig her claws into the character a bit because as yeah. I always preach to you guys, man. These are some primo characters if they tap into them correctly, right? Like there's a lot of layers to them. And if there isn't, then uh, it, it, it's, it, it shouldn't be done. They shouldn't be using characters like that, right? Well, um, that, yeah, Eter- Eternals is going to be fantastic. I, I've, got, uh, I've got high hopes for Eternals. The uh, Black Widow is going to be great too. I'm looking forward to that. I thought it was interesting that they, they ended that teaser trailer with, with just the graphic for Fantastic Four. Oh, I know. No, no release date, but... It's coming. So, so I wonder I wonder what the hidden uh, scene's going to be in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet it's it, going to be Fantastic 4. I love I I love the rumors that, you know, fans want to see uh Emily Blunt and John Krasinski uh as yeah. as the leads. So Isn't it um, what's her name though? It's uh, uh Jennifer uh, they, Love she, Hewitt. She's in there. Jennifer Love Hewitt? No, oh, yeah, oh, Jennifer oh. Love Hewitt. Chris Evans back for, you know, uh, for uh, Johnny, uh, was it Johnny Storm? Is that? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's who originally did it. Yeah. 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 Chris Evans uh, sort of making a comeback as another. Uh, ah. But did I, I thought I read that Jennifer Lawrence is signed on to be Invisible Woman. 
Oh really? Oh, I'd see, I didn't read I that. I thought though, like, and then I was, I wasn't, I was kind of like disappointed, so I didn't read the article. Um, mm. But I do remember seeing that. I do remember seeing that. But How I would rather see that the if two they're crossing X Men over. Like, don't they want to keep her? You know, in her, you know. I, you know what, Mike? I think many worlds. I don't think she multiverse. is. I don't. Mystique isn't in the comic world. Mystique is not the big character she was in in the movies. What happened in the movies is the, you know. Uh, the actresses were really pretty that played her. The, the suits were very revealing. So mm -hmm. she got a lot of fan support and they upped her. She did a lot of things in those X-Men movies character-wise that should have been done by other characters. Mm. And as a real hardcore fan, it was pretty hard to swallow some of the things that Mystique was doing because uh, there's there's some things that in the comic books that like Wolverine would have to do. But Mystique right. was doing these things and it's like, wow, okay, so Mystique's gonna like, and, and in the comic books, some of the stuff that the X-Men did were like, oh my gosh, a whole issue. And Mystique just kind of come in and twist somebody's neck and they move on. It's like, wow, that was the easy way out. But you know what I mean about, because her, so yeah. I don't think, Mike, I don't think they're going to continue with Mystique they, the way they did in uh I imagine they're the probably ones. going to do a full refresh on on the mutants anyway. Be uh, interesting to see if they I, go all the way back. But, but will they even call them X-Men? Will it just be mutants now that it's- <laughs> Yeah, not it's until proper. Xavier comes in and he names them. You are my X-Men. Yeah, true, true. It's going to be just X now. Just X. Because you don't awesome. want to piss, so you don't want to piss off the, the Have you guys thought of an actor to play? Uh, oh, oh, so so for our, what was our uh, our last guy on here from Justin? Yeah. Justin oh, Wong. Okay. Yep. Sunfire. So Sunfire from the X-Men. Okay. Uh, Justin, I, I got I'll, I'll, I got an Instagram. I forgot what he's on Instagram, correct? And that's Justin it. growing in BC. Yeah. Justin. Okay, Justin. I don't know if you're watching our show, buddy. It was great to have you on last time. Sunfire of the X-Men. That's That's my first pick for you. Okay. I forgot to totally mention that. I'll, I'll Let me tell you what's that. going. Oh yeah. So then we're trying to cast just Justin, and we're trying to cast the whole oh, series. That just threw in my mind Wolverine. I was thinking. We're I still want to see Justin. Harry Potter play Wolverine. Just to say that's Harry Potter. We're getting Justin into the MCU. So this. Yeah. Let me tell you what's going on in the neighborhood right now. There's okay. a potential in the next week and a half yeah. that we've got Cena, woo, okay. Jim Carrey, woo, and Superman and Lois all filming within a block yeah. of each other. Can you believe that? Our little awesome. town, this is where they used Smallville originally. Now they've built a temporary Smallville around the corner. Cena's here uh, all the time filming right now. Carrie mm -hmm. um, is doing Sonic, uh, the, uh, the sequel. Sonic Hedgehog, yeah. Yeah, Sonic the sequel. And uh, Superman Lois is fired back up again. So nice. at once you could have all three all within, like, it's like a little Hollywood here. It's the craziest thing yeah, in the world. It's, it's exciting. Cena, though. It's Cena, you can't see him, right? No, you, know, so, you can't. Yeah. Just dress he up, can. Alex, really cute. Give him your cell phone. I just mm -hmm. send him in there, and he'll just walk around and get some. Well, and they're they're filming. They're filming the boys. Uh, they were doing some some stuff for the boys in Brantford uh, not too long yes. ago, a couple of weeks ago. And I know they've been filming a bunch of stuff in Toronto because uh, Aaron Moriarty, who um, plays Stargirl. Uh, Star There's uh, Starfire. Uh, Is it Starfire? Star no. no, Starlight. Starlight, thank you. Sorry, I blanked there. Uh, oh, there's a uh, lot of star characters, buddy. I see her Instagram, uh, a lot of stuff with her and Jack Quaid and, and how they're sort of locked down in Toronto during the, the filming of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of filming. A Handmaid's Tale has been filmed around here, too. So mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's a it's a pretty busy, busy place. I was talking to our, our, our mutual friend there, Mr. Copeland, about um, some acting possibilities. And, and he said, you know, it's crazy right now. There's so many productions up in, in Canada mm -hmm. uh, because of, uh, of the way things are. And, unfortunately, you know, most of those productions, they want – 
they want people there. They don't want them sort of having to deal with the quarantine on both sides. And uh, I got to deal with it every day, buddy. I'm handling logistics for the whole the whole country right now for uh, for testing. And it's are nuts. you scared? So, me? I'm not scared at all. Because no, I mean just, just of the, the the state of things. The state. No, that because is the, actually, everyone needs to look to the film industry to get it all back on touch or back on track. Because there's rare. It's it's absolutely you know the way they're doing it. It's it's on lockdown and that's why they're able to film. That's why they they're considered essential service or not. Like they said, like essential because it's like, well, not only they're piling a bunch of tax money into the situation, but their testing and the way they're doing it mm-hmm. is like lockdown. It's like you're in, you're in it and you're not getting out of that bubble. And it's, it's, it's pretty intense. So it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's busy, but it's just interesting that this little tiny little nook, nook of the world. It's amazing. It's got, yeah, it's cool. you know, three massive like productions that. all within well, get in there. So anyways, in there. I'm waiting. For the, I'm waiting for the uh, you know the the cameo of, of yeah I know, know just in the background. Hi everybody. Yeah. Holding the mug up. He's in the crowd holding the mug up. Yeah, yeah show, uh, show You and Alex. What you got going on there? Yeah. You and Alex just kind of walking background, you know, and there's John Cena, you know, peacemaker. So hey Cena, <laughs> I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> hey Cena, you suck. You can't see me. So we got to do this properly. It's like, so Mike, it looks like you're in good shape there. It looks like the gallbladder's holding. So let's move on to what are you up to, Mike? Where can people Uh, find you? What are we doing? Hey, you know what? You can find me online on the Twitter sphere at MP voiceovers. Uh, I'm also on clubhouse now. If, if you're ever into that thing, (laughs) sounds like it. It's uh, no, not it's that new club. strip club in Brantford, everybody. It's that new. Uh, yes. All right, guys, get your hands out of your pants on another table for the lovely <laughs> Savannah. Uh, uh, so, uh, no, it's it's another one of those social media platforms uh, where, you know, people can share ideas and stuff like that. So uh, but aside from that, yeah, like I was saying, uh, shouts out to the good peeps at Every uh, for uh, for having me uh, do a little work with them on some of their uh, cannabis products. Which yeah. uh, good stuff. Uh, they got some seltzers. They got some uh, teas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, I heard you on something else the other day too, and I want to say, no, I, I heard you on a random thing that I was like, wait, you thought, how did he get over here? I thought he was over. Were you, were you there. watching the hockey? Were you watching the hockey? Well, yeah, be around all the hockey all the time. I'm just waiting for you to like take over for the A and W guy. Uh, no. There no. you go. Go around pushing burgers on people. Eat this. But I'm just it's saying, healthy. it's like you're you're on all the hockey stuff. But I saw you on. I heard you on. So, Oh, there's a free preview for like the Knowledge Network or something. Oh no! Oh uh, no! It's probably it could be uh, <laughs> wouldn't hear me on there, or uh, it could be Cottage Life. It's yeah. There was there was some free preview, preview going on with yeah. a thing, and I'm like, yeah. there he is probably. again. Hey, we I, broke him. We broke him on this show, and on. now he's if, everywhere. If you <laughs> ever miss, if you ever miss me, you just got to turn on the TV. Eventually, you'll you'll hear. You'll hear these dulcet adolescent tones uh, trying to pitch something Ho- to you. Hopefully, so. I'll hear you at the theaters for Black Widow soon. Because I would like. To yeah, man, I'm really hoping that things go because that is a movie I do want to like. Marvel movies, uh, it's great to have the easy access now on Disney Plus, but man, nothing beats the big screen with the big sound. Yeah, talking and, about uh, the movie on the drive home, you know, yeah, just the whole thing. And, it's great. And, and the popcorn, like the legit, yeah. I know you can Mom get the Cineplex popcorn. popcorn. You can go and get it, but man, there's something about a huge being popcorn fan beside us here. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm go. hoping, I'm hoping we're back soon for that. But in the meantime, uh, 
we 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 play on, the, on the little screen, man. So uh, this was a treat, guys. Thanks so much for uh, having me again. And coming, uh, it was uh, it was very cool uh, playing catch up with uh, with an old pal. So, boys, till we meet again, I'm gonna do the Cheers. little. Uh, I'll I'll push the one button, and That's then Congrats. Boom! There we go. He's got it down. Nice. Are you, are you still using those like drumsticks that we record with? That was a, those guys were talking about a little bit of home recording, right? So you know you what? Use um, I've got so I, I've got them. The issue is the um, they made an update to them. They mm-hmm. they actually did an update to the app, and it didn't transfer to the new sticks. So they're actually oh. sent. They actually let me keep them. I sent them a note saying, "Hey, they're not. It's not configuring with my computer." And they're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. You can keep those and use them like for Garage Band and and kind of Bluetoothy if you want." But it right. Uh, but we don't, we're, we're updating. And just from a drummer thing, it, it wasn't allowing you to play, um, heel or heels up. So I wasn't, I wasn't allowed, like it wasn't allowing you to, to play with your, your heels up and like you had to play heel down and stab it. And well, anyways, you, you no, know, like, I say, no, the drummers like will this. Yeah. yeah. You had to play like this instead of like this. And it, right. it's just a little thing. And they've adjusted that for the new sticks. But yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, we'll go. We'll well, I was gonna say because like KPP here, Kings and Punk Productions, um, I, I, I see the anniversary right of that disc that they released way way back in the oh, day. Yeah, so yeah. they're actually got they have funding to do a new CD, and they're Ooh. looking for bands. So mm-hmm. if you want to do a song, you, you do it down here in their studio. Um, I have a link on my Facebook is the only place I have it. I'll try and share it on the Kids on the Escalator uh, link. Hmm. or Facebook page, but yeah, they're looking for, for bands, musicians. That's why I was wondering about your thing. We could do a Mr. Machete song on there, right? We could just Absolutely. redo an old one. We'll just do it up again. And get it on. There. Uh, we're due to write something new, but that'll be, I, I've, I have that. a small connection there. I'm on the chair. I'm, I'm, I'm not the chairman. I'm the chairman of the board. And I'm on the board. I could sit uh, on a board meeting. Man. I okay. Think. You got people to thank. You wrote a I list. Do. Of thank you for doing that. So, so I'm, I'm uh, machete comics doing fantastic. We haven't printed the comic yet because we're on a shutdown and it pisses me off. So I'm not going to get into too much detail about that. Very frustrating. I'm one of those people that if I can't do something and it's, you know, not in my control. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so just, um, yeah. Darth Kimchi. Oh, Darth Kimchi. Thank you so much for all the, the kind comments and following me. We have uh, double comics. Wow. Double comics. Like just amazing people that are really, really enjoying the artwork and getting behind what I'm doing with Machete Comics, which I appreciate Great comic community. Uh, Fort, Fort Worth, awesome. Thank you so much for your comments, my friend. Beautiful. Uh, Test for Echo, a uh, fellow metalhead there who likes uh, the songs that I put behind a lot of my music or a lot of my drawings that I put online there. And mm-hmm. some of my noodling, I still put a little guitar things on. There's a say, I teach guitar lessons in my spare time. Um, and then, oh, Geek, Geek, Geek Topiaz. Geek Topiazo? Piaos. Geek, Geek. You know who you are. Thank you so much for your support. And then Ludicrous Nine. And there's so many more and I'll get to you guys after, but I, I wanted to fit a wacky on there today. Um, thank you so much. You're, you're, anytime I post anything, you're on there and you're chatting with me. Um, you're supporting Machete Comics. And I thank you. You got to support that. local, man. You got to support small streams. I'm tagging that in almost everything that we put out now because this is part of that. We're all part, we're all working towards the same thing. Um, yes. You know, no one's funded massively. And then, so. and then very lastly, I say this at the end, because we're almost at the end, right? Because I don't want to have to put my sunglasses on. But uh, my dog, who I've had, he was almost 19, man. Imagine having a dog for almost 19 Listen, years. So we were talking about this at, at the Donnelly house about like, that's got to be the longest serving dog. 
yeah, so years has got to be the longest serving dog. And he was I, in, if you watch any of my videos, man, he's in all my videos. You know, yeah. he's always been there. Such a rad guy. He was a rescue dog. And uh, so we got him when he was like two or three. So mm. I've had him, for, he, was, he was with me for over 15 years. So he's not here now. We just put him down yesterday, uh, three o'clock. He's in the backyard with a huge, huge stone over top. So he's still yeah. with me. And it was just, it feels like a blur now. It was so sad, but this episode's for Tim. And if yes, you knew Tim. my dog, and the flooding, it's funny, it's funny, not funny, haha, but it's funny, like, nice, is that, man, I, I think I had, like, two, over 200 people send their yeah. condolences online for me about Tim, which is amazing. Well, he's always in the anyone background, who's right? followed you, man, anyone who's followed you for 15 years, I mean, has, you know, has seen the legacy of Tim. So, I mean, everyone that we're all following, I mean, Facebook's only, what, 16, 17 years old. So, I'm just saying, like, before that... Before the internet, it was like whatever. So since we've all been attached to each other's lives, everyone's followed and documented their life. So anyone that's followed Chris for 15, 16 years plus or been to Chris's house, guitar lessons, you name it, the legacy of Tim. So yes, our condolences, our, our peace, condolences Thanks, to the buddy. sidekick, Tim. 19 years uh, before, I'm not going to say good times, rad dudes. I'm going to say good times, rad dog. Okay, rad, good times, rad Tim. Rad Tim. Um so uh, he'll be missed, but uh, I mean, sorry to hear that. But as we as we move on, as uh, we will, well, years, I'm, I'm cool with it now because he was at you know, yeah. Um, I was giving him a CBD oil, and he, he'd put him down. He would just motor. <laughs> Excuse me, but he couldn't see very well. And I tell mm. you, man, he pees every two hours, and he gets yeah. to the point where he's old. And he's just like, nah, I'm just gonna go right here. Yeah. So our whole day consisted of just cleaning up after him, and and, and not just that. It's just his. Uh, yeah, he was he was certain. He's, he's 19, man. CBD oil only can do so much for you. That's like 100 the CBD what, 90 his, something years old. Dude, yeah, if you multiply that, I know it's like over. Yeah, he was super old. But anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at peace with it now. I feel really good about it. I'm glad that I helped him move on. And yeah, all is good. good. All is yeah, good. good. So run. what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week, brother? Well, I don't think we're that far ahead yet. It's been a whirlwind of a couple of weeks. There's lots to cover. We got Invincible to check out, um, the TV show. Sometimes um, we have guests lined up. Yeah, yeah what, I don't, why don't we get, let's get Brad Alex to uh, do invincible do invincible yeah we'll do something with that so. that'd be great um we may go guest or no guest next week there's a lot, a lot of things to cover there's a whole bunch of stuff going on so we'll figure it out as it kind of comes to uh as it comes to sometimes guys like my buddy cam will randomly message me and say hey do you want ken tensor on the show and we're like yes ah, we do so ken nice. oh may i'm doing 18th. the podcast tomorrow May You're doing this. Is, yeah. Let me go over this for a minute. Yeah, May, sorry, May sorry. 18th, all together now, Ken Tizzer's new record. Ooh. So uh, make sure you guys uh, check that out. A big thanks to Ken and Cam uh, for coming on and telling his story. Um, and Cam Carpenter for setting it up. Thanks, buddy. Uh, sending us some great stuff. I think Cam has somebody else for us, too, uh, okay. coming up that is going to appeal to you because I think he's a comic book artist. So we're going to look. Oh, that'd be this. great. We're going to look into some, some stuff there. Um, we got to do, uh, before we get to your next appearance tomorrow, we got to thank our friends at Blue Microphones. Oh, yes, Blue Microphones. We got to thank them for these blue Mix-Fi headphones. We got to thank them for the blue Yeti X that we're both uh, rocking. Uh, and uh, that we My try headphones to sound, are on straight. Today. They're on straight today. Uh, a huge uh, a huge thanks to them um, to, for, for doing that. I actually heard from Joel from Blue today because I'm trying to look at getting some uh, Logitech cams. They're super behind, but he heard that we had, uh, that Lonnie's created the the, the Blue um, promo. So he's like, hey, can you send me the promo? I want to see what you guys have done. So Ooh. um Pretty cool oh, there. So, uh, big thanks to him on that front. Uh, a big thanks to our friends over at DeanBlundell.com. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Oh, big news coming out on that network Cheers. over the next two days. 
Good. There's all that news coming out of there, man. But there's some big news coming. Uh, <laughs> big, 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 big news coming out of there over the next couple of days, which uh, you and I will talk about off air. All right. Well, you're you're building it up, man. It better be like something to do with Spider Man. <laughs> no, Spider Man will not be there. Our favorite. friends, uh, thanks to them for hosting and everyone uh, on the network that comes on so, and says so do hello. You know, do you know anything about the podcast that I'm doing? Because I, I don't know much about it. So Todd, okay, so Todd Hancock has, has been uh, part of the network for a long time. Todd has got a very, 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 very successful podcast called the Toddcast Podcast. He was uh, Afternoon Drive and 6 o'clock Rock Report guy out here on Fox uh, forever, uh, him and uh, Danger. Um, very, very popular and very uh, uh, part of that crew. And and when uh, he left Fox, he was one of the first people that I know of that started a pod and he's turned it into a huge show. And uh, a big proponent of the um, green. So that mm-hmm. should be a very exciting Good. conversation he for you. The, he loves um, his cannabis. That's great. Some great music chat on there. Has a great pod and um, big supporter the, of Indian. Who's the other guest? Who am I sharing the show with? You're going to be, I believe, well. Oh, we're not sure. Okay, never mind. Never mind. That's all right. That's I, I know who it is, but I'm not sure what is announced oh, and release schedule is. But you're going to be I sharing, just, you're going to be sharing it with a, with a, with a guest. Uh, you guys yeah, can share it. That's all right. Don't that. The, the yeah. important thing is, is I'm going to be on the podcast on May 9th <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to talk like I normally talk about all kinds of stuff, probably about some cannabis, probably about some comic books, some Star mm-hmm. Wars, maybe um, might even talk about my dog. We'll see what happens. So I'm looking forward to that. So I, yeah, I do the taping tomorrow, but they play it that's on right. So another big one. And that's a couple of big, big episodes in a row. And uh, well, that's like three. We got uh, Dale from the Headstones. We had Justin Wong, uh, who made his debut on uh, Game Changers Mighty Ducks. Ken Tizzer with a new record. Man, so much uh, going on. Lots of fun. We do good. Mikey P, thanks, buddy, for coming on, as always. And um, that, my friends, is a wrap for this edition of the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Good times. Rad Tim. Rad Tim. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. There we go. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.